Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. Pennsylvania, this is Horror Zone 607, the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm Mike C, and I have got a confession to make before we do anything this week. I watched The Monster Squad for the first time in my life this morning. That's right. I have never seen The Monster Squad until this day, this day, August 8th, 2020. You know, it's been a bad year. Everything's been bad this year, but... I saw the Monster Squad, which is a good thing. That's a true story, everybody. That's a true story. And another true story is back in the 8122 production studios is a man who is a proud, proud collector of all things Care Bears. He's rich. Of course, I'm a proud thing of all things Care Bears. I love the Care Bears. This is what the world needs right now is Care Bears. You know, the Care Bears it's not stare. every day that you meet a guy. It's not every day you meet a guy as nice as you that's got an entire double double sleeve of Care Bear tattoos. On, you know, on both arms, both arms. Double Unfortunately, I can't prove that. I wish I could prove. I, I wish well, I had them to prove that, but I don't. I need to. I need to get an artist <laughs> to just sharpie them on, just so I can take a picture one time. <laughs> uh, my best friend's younger brother's told me for years without because I've got, you know, for those of you that don't know me, I actually do have a half sleeve of horror movie icons on my right arm. And uh, when I was getting it done, my best friend's younger brother kept telling me, you got to just, even if it's a tiny little thing, you got to get a Care Bear. Get the little blue one with the clouds on his stomach. You know, get that one. You got to get a Care Bear. You know, maybe someday. I got, I, you know, I got my whole left arm to go. I was going to so. say, I was going to say your left arm, though. Your whole left arm has uh, pinup girls. On. A lot of real estate. 19, 1950s pinup girls are on your left arm. I can't prove that. Very classy. Very classy. (laughs) I may or may not have a really, 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 really awful, awful tribal tattoo on my left shoulder that I would love to have covered up. I'm pretty sure you have it. That's why you mentioned it. (laughs) Yeah. See, I have have zero tattoo regrets. I've got another tribal one, which were popular, you know, in the early 2000s when I was getting these done. My older brother, actually, who has uh, passed away uh, many years ago, uh, actually did that one for me. So... You know, even though they're out of style, you know, kind of a fad for the time, I'll never get that covered up. But um, but the one on my shoulder, the, the guy that was doing it was fighting with his girlfriend at the time. I don't know what they were saying. They were speaking Spanish, but he was fighting with her the whole time, and I, I've got a lot of scarring. So it's, it's going to be a tough one to cover up, but someday. Someday we'll get there. I'm thinking about a Batman villain tattoo on that arm. I, I feel like the go-to back in the day was the tribal and the barbed wire around the bicep. Yes. Did you did you did yeah. you not did you fall into the barbed wire around the bicep? No, no, but I definitely know people that have that. Uh, Praise the Lord that you, you know, did. My, my my dear dear friend Buff Bagwell had one of those. Oh yes, yes, so, yes. Yes. So, 
Yeah, no, no barbed wire, no barbed wire at all. But, and I, this, uh, yeah, this is news. Bible. By the way, this is newsworthy. You know, I know we're getting into the news in a minute, but it's newsworthy. Did you know that Buff is in fact the stuff? I did know that Buff is in fact the stuff. There you go. You heard it here now, on I, Horror I, Zone six hundred seven. <laughs> yeah, so there's a new documentary actually on Shudder that I watched last week. Uh, it was excellent, by the way. It's about all uh, '80s horror movies. It's a very, very good. What uh, is it called, Michael? I, I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> you dropped the ball. I can't remember off the top of my it's, head. It's the called. one that there, it was the one that got crowdfunded. I do believe I have not watched that yet. I, I, I know that it was. I knew it was coming up on Shutter. I forgot to. I forgot the name. Uh, so, give me a second. I will get the name for you. But uh, yeah, yeah. So continue on. I, I actually need to see watch that. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. No. I just uh, you know it was, it was a really good. Uh, um, documentary and i just wanted to kind of plug that real quickly but um yeah you know it's it, that that's one everybody should check out uh <laughs> we don't know the name of it off the top of our heads but you know it just kind of popped in my head and i figured I'd, I'd plug it here and uh completely blew it completely blew it it's uh i do believe it's in search of darkness correct in search of darkness, yeah. Yes, that was that uh, would be it. that was actually crowdfunded. It was actually uh, yeah. Uh, you could uh, uh, our, our good friends that I made up at uh, Scarecon, uh, James A. Janice from Dead Meat. He's actually in that as well. Uh, oh, nice. He's one of the people yeah. in it. But they I they reached out. They had a lot actually. of they had they had a lot of actors. They had a lot of different talent in it. But yes, In Search of Darkness was originally crowdfunded in 2019, and now it is on Shutter. I knew it was coming to Shutter because I always wanted to buy the purchase the Blu-ray, and then I was like, oh, it's coming to mm-hmm. Shutter, so I'll just wait and see it on Shutter. And I totally forgot until you just mentioned it. So I will now be watching that on Shutter. Yeah, it's about four hours long, I believe. Yes, yeah, uh, but it was worth it. It, it took. Uh, took me a couple days to get through it but it was definitely worth it uh they they actually announced they were going to be making a second one uh, i believe it's coming out in 2021 uh or maybe it's maybe it's later this uh this year maybe it's the fall i no, can't remember but they you, did announce there is going to be a second one i bet you that'll take place all in the 90s and it'll focus around the greatest 90s horror movie of all time freddy's dead freddy's dead yes, yes of course greatest, greatest, the, 90s. The greatest movie ever made greatest ever made. greatest horror movie made in the 90s I'm not even saying horror movie. It is the greatest film of yeah. all time. I'm lying there because the greatest better, horror movie, the greatest horror than movie, Gone with the Wind, greatest horror movie in the '90s is easily Scream for real, for realsies. Um, I would probably have to agree with that. There's, there's the '90s was a dead zone. It really was a dead. zone. It really was, <laughs> and that's what brought it back to life. We may be actually, you know, we may be having the uh, the horror boom that we are right now because of Scream. You know, it may have saved horror. You know, who knows? You know, I'm sure it probably would have gotten back. You know, I probably would have gotten some legs under it. But, uh, but yeah, it definitely saved it in the 90s for sure, and, and maybe overall. And this so. would have been a perfect segue last week when Scream was in the news for Courtney Cox coming back. But now yeah. now we're going to have to segue into whatever's in the news without that. So, Mike, let's jump right into the news because I know we're going to do a Horror Zone uh uh, uh, review segment, second part of the show, and uh, I have a feeling you already kind of mentioned what movie that was. So we'll, we'll, we'll just see if people can figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If anybody was paying attention to anything I was saying through my rambling, they'll know what we're going to be reviewing. So uh, we really do not have uh, very much news at all this week, but we are going to start it off with extremely sad news. Uh, one of my favorite people, I felt like he was my own grandfather. Uh, the great great Wilford Brimley passed away at the age of 85. Yeah, that's pretty sad. The, the bad part about it is it's going to make me sound like a real asshole, but when I found out he died, all I could think of is diabetes. 
Diabetes. That was the first diabetes. word that came to my mind as well. And I was like, I um, hope the diabetes didn't get him. That was. I yeah. know it makes me sound like an asshole. I'm sorry, folks, but uh, you got to remember, for most of our lives, he did the diabetes commercials. He did. And he as didn't well, say diabetes. He said diabetes. It was diabetes. Yes, yes. And uh, you better check your blood sugar, and you better check it often. It was for it one of like those. like he was going to punch you. Wasn't it for one of those you get test strips directly from somewhere? gimmicks right uh i do believe I that's it what like it was old, for. I, it might have been or it might have been like old liberty insurance yeah, or something, yeah, like, something that. like that yeah. I, it was something like that um yeah yeah and of course the quaker oats we can't forget the quaker yes oats. of course quaker oats. uh yes. but yeah wilford brimley uh you know it just it kind of sounded like if you didn't check your blood sugar and you didn't check it off and that he might punch you directly square in the mouth um so you know it's uh i, I wasn't gonna mess around with that Sa- I, sadly uh, enough any, though Sadly enough, if you put too much brown sugar on your oats, you could have a diabetes problem. That's true. That so, is true. He was kind of in the business uh, of both no. sides. But go on to right. his movie, and uh, he, had, he had a lot of movie credits as well. Yeah, he really did. Uh, of course, you know, in the horror community, he was probably best known for uh, for his role in uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, so, you know, that's, that's uh, you know, what I know him best for other than the commercials that he was in. Um but, you know, he was in things like Cocoon, um, Cocoon 2, and things like that. You know, so he, um, you know, he made a million movies. You know, there was, there was a lot of stuff that he was in in television shows. I remember him in uh, a show called Our House uh, when I was a kid. Yeah, it played in the 80s. Um, you know, just very grandfatherly. You know, it's, that's, that's always what I thought of him when I would see him. I just I thought of a grandfather. Um you know, it's, it, and it was sad. Yeah, I, I thought he was actually a lot older. He was 85, but I, I thought he was actually quite a bit older than he really was. So um, I was kind of surprised to hear that that's all he was. But uh, but it was sad. You know, very sad. You know, two weeks ago we, we lose uh, um, Saxon, and, and now, of course, you know, we lose Wilford Brimley too. So uh, so we lost a couple uh, couple horror icons here over the last couple of weeks. It's it's. You know, just sad to hear. 2020 has been a terrible year. 2020 is a horrible year. So let's get into some happier news. So some happier news. Uh, going back to Shudder, um, our favorite streaming service of all time. Uh, Shudder has announced Curse Film Season 2 is coming in 2021. It's actually uh, production is underway for that. I'm excited. I was a real big fan of uh, Cursed uh, Films, the first series. We did the whole series here, uh, rotating around the movies involved in it uh, when that happened. Uh, with the exception of the first episode, I think I liked all of the episodes. First episode, if I yeah. remember when we reviewed it, we were like, eh, it was a little harsh. And then after that, it got really yeah. good, and especially by the last episode, which was Twilight Zone, I do believe. It was, it, it was hitting its strides. It really did. It really did. And the first episode, correct me if I'm wrong, was The Exorcist, right? First episode was Exorcist. Yep, it was Exorcist yeah, and, and was... Exorcist and Poltergeist. Because uh, remember, they released them two a week. So it was right, Exorcist right. and Poltergeist. And then the following was The Crow and... No, The Crow and... Um, uh, what you yeah, there were a total of five of them. There were a total of five. The Exorcist was Okay, first, no, no, The, the Exorcist was first. Was yeah, Omen the, and yes, Omen and Poltergeist was second week. And then the third week was The Crow and uh, Twilight Zone. Because they all had Twilight stuff Zone. in common. So yes, Exorcist was by itself. Right. My bad. I forgot that there was only five. Yeah, an exorcist was more, you know, it, it to me it, it felt more like it was about like possession, you know, and and uh, like real life exorcisms and you know that kind of thing. It didn't feel like it had as much to do about the movie as it should. You know, it was a movie about a cursed film, and it, it just 
something about it just it didn't feel right but the rest of them did they did get better as they went i agree with you and by the end they really did hit their stride uh there's no word on what movies or series or anything that are going to be included in season two they have not announced that yet but um you know it's Something I'm uh, excited to, to see, of course. You know, it's, it was a good series, and I love everything that's on Shutter. So, yes. uh, you know, I, I can't wait to see it come. So I cannot wait. I, it's going to be awesome. So hopefully we get to see that sooner than later. Absolutely. I know it's 2021, Absolutely. but, I mean, I hope it's early in 2021. That's what I meant by that. But, you know. Yeah, I hope so, too. I mean, again, they clarify. said that it's uh, production's underway for it, but, you know, who knows, you know, what that exactly means. So, um, so you know, we'll find out. We'll find out. Absolutely. So. Um, the only other news that I really have this week is, uh, you know, everybody, you know, we, we talked about it last week and find out if you're a fan of the Bill and Ted, uh, series, you know, that there's a third movie Bill and Ted face. The music is, is, uh, coming out and, uh, it was scheduled to release, uh, in like limited release in theaters as well as on digital, uh, on September 1st. And it will now be available a couple of days early. It will be available on Friday, August 28th, instead of September 1st. So you're going to get your fill of Bill and Ted earlier than you expected whoopee actually i'm happy about it i I actually can't wait to see the movie believe it or not uh it's a old nostalgia feel baby yeah and i i am afraid to say this i've never seen either of those two movies oh man i wish the soundboard was on because i'd play the boo this man boo (laughs) i did it myself no the fail of the week will come later don't worry i already found the fail of the week (laughs) (laughs) but anyways with that being said no i I think this is uh i i thought i think this is a good opportunity i don't know how well it's going to do being it's how expensive the uh on-demand movies have become uh i know trolls made a killing on it but then again that was because all the uh, children were bothering their parents for trolls so that's the reason why trolls made a killing i don't think bill and ted has that same appeal for the youth like the you really extreme, you know, really extreme youth. It's more of a nostalgia feel for us, and we're all used to. And people our age are used to like uh, things for, you know, the price of a subscription to insert here, uh, streaming service. So I'm hoping they make a deal with one of the streaming services because that would be smart to get that out to the right. streaming services quickly. It really would. It really would. So I, I do need to catch up. They've been showing the original two movies a lot on uh, the premium movie channels on cable. So. I need to either record them or catch them when they come on or something and watch them. Uh, I know that they're, you know, classic movies at this point. Uh, a lot of people have always loved these movies over the years, so I, I really need to sit down and watch them. I'm sure I'm going to enjoy the heck out of them if I do. But, uh, you know, I want to catch up because I'm kind of anxious to see the new movie, believe it or not. Yes, so, yes. Uh, there was actually one more thing Ooh, I will mention. One more. Um, we, yeah, we, we kind of knew, I think we had talked about this uh, several weeks back, but uh, there's a new Friday the 13th card game uh that's uh that is now actually available it it is available now uh my friend dennis uh dennis if you're listening what's going on buddy uh he actually sent me a text message with a with a picture in it the other day that he got it he's actually camping this weekend and he brought it with him it came just in time but it's called friday the 13th horror at camp crystal lake it is available now so uh yeah if anybody out there decides to get this game and plays it um you know it, it, it sounds uh a little complicated i guess the rules so I don't know that it's something I'm going to go out and purchase, you know, purchase right away, but I might ask my buddy, you know, how it is. Uh, he's going to be playing it with his wife and his kids this weekend. And uh, if any of you listeners out there have this game or, or are going to purchase it, you know, hit us up. Let us know how it is. Let us know if it's worth getting. Um, you know, it's a cool concept. Well, you know, so we, I just don't know that I. 
we are on thirty dollars tw- on it. We are on Twitch these days, so who knows? That could be an yeah. op- that could be an option for a live stream of playing that game. Of course, twitch.tv slash six hundred seven podcast. Don't step on the the plug, jeez, man. Twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. This is what happens when you're not in the room, Mike, and you're in these bunkers. You don't see when yeah. I'm plugging things. <laughs> so anyways. Uh, I don't. Tune in tune into there, and you never know, because we're, we we're going to have some horror zone content on there eventually. I mean, Mike's in the bunker, but, you know, that doesn't mean other people can't do stuff. Uh, hopefully, and Intercourse, Pennsylvania this week. Ho- hopefully, hopefully he leaves Intercourse and comes down here soon. Uh, speaking of horrors, <laughs> or speaking of... Uh, Twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. We just started live. If you're a wrestling fan, we just started live streaming the wrestling show every Thursday night at 8 p.m. on that Twitch channel. So go ahead and follow and get those uh, notifications uh, that that I, I myself do with Ken M, the host of the Ocho Duro Parley Hour. Together, we do that every week and it comes out as a podcast. Uh, this week, uh, the podcast didn't come out because I forgot the power cord at home. So we didn't want to run too much on the computer and kill the stream. But the stream went off without a hitch. We had a lot of fun. Everybody joined in. So hopefully, you guys join us there. But the reason why I'm bringing it up, not just because I'm trying to cast a wider net for anybody who wants to interact with a wrestling show. I'm also talking because we announced that on October 3rd, we are going to be doing a stream event at twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. It'll be an all day event. Uh, there'll be numerous of the 607 podcasts slash 607 creators uh, taking pl- uh, taking uh, part in this. Like Tom Craven from Off the Cuff Gaming will be playing some video games. Uh, my stepson might even be playing some video games on stream. Also, we will be doing like live podcasting shows. There'll be like live game demos and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, uh, I think we're going to start at 8 o'clock for this. After all those things, we are going to have live bands. We announced on the live stream that we are having uh, uh, Floodlands has agreed to play. Uh, you've heard them on the show many times. Our good friend Jimmy Gazdick, who is an uh, alumni of the show, they are going to play. And then we just got word that uh, Shout Out the Robots will also be playing that night. So well, they, one will get a uh, time at 8, one will get a time at 9, and we might even have a third band, who knows, but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the, do, the donation button will be open. The donations are going to uh, help out uh, Dragon Master Games, where we have our studio. They did not get any funding during uh, COVID-19, and we're just trying to help them out because they're so supportive of our community and allow us to do all the crazy stuff on the podcast. We went over in greater detail than I'm going over it now, but uh, we're doing that, and then the other half will go to other charities as well because we're just not keeping any of the money. Except for when the bands are playing, and that it'll go 100% to the bands because obviously they have not been playing live since COVID. So this will be a good way to kind of get them out there and also to uh, hopefully make some money towards all the stuff that they've been missing. You know what I mean? So it's a pretty big event we're planning out here uh, in the 607 podcast community. But with that being said, uh, if you want to hear, uh, if you want to comment anything we talk about on this show, including our uh, what we got coming up here in the break, uh, after the break, because uh, we have a review, we're still keeping it under tight, tight, close. Uh, you know, it's 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 classified, if you will, <laughs> very classified. What we're talking about, but in, until we talk about it, obviously. But if you want to comment on that or anything else, please hit us up on the social medias, Horrorzone six hundred seven on Facebook, like and share that page at Horrorzone six hundred seven on Twitter and Instagram. Hashtag HZ six zero seven. When uh, when you're talking about the show, let us know you're talking about it. Of course, you find out all the information about the program and everything else and I have to update it which I'm going to do on vacation while I'm relaxing 8122productions.com the archives are there and some really cool stuff and you'll learn all about it because I'll be putting up the first advertisements on the website this week for the event that I just talked about so with that being said though we're going to take a break we're going to come back we're going to do a Horror Zone 607 review and trust me it's going to be a fun one so we'll be right back 
Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Tuffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, and you're listening to Rich and Mike on the Horror Zone 607 Podcast. Welcome back to The Zone, and as I said before the break, it's time for the Horror Zone 607 Review Segment. And uh, if you haven't figured it out, maybe you can figure it out for the real tagline from this movie, because I'm going to read you the real tagline on the movie poster. You know who to call when you have ghosts, but who do you call when you have monsters? That's right, you call the Monster Squad. And of course, Mike C. just admitted that he watched it for the first time in his life. He's damn near 150, so... It's interesting that he hasn't yeah. seen it. His his great cousin Dracula was in this movie. Yeah, he's my great cousin. Um, yeah. yeah. Yes, I, I am 149 <laughs> years old. I'll be turning 150 at the end of August. You look so amazing for that. Coming up this year. You look amazing. I feel amazing for that old. I got to yeah. tell you, I feel fantastic. Yes. Anyways, all jokes aside, uh, this movie was released on August 14th, 1987, by TriStar Pictures. Remember when TriStar Pictures was huge? I do. Isn't I do. I keep hoping they'll make a comeback. Yeah, I don't think I, I think they got bought out by somebody. I, I didn't do the the search into it, but yeah, that, that remember when we were a kid because you used to see the Pegasus jump in the triangle. Yeah. It was uh, tons of movies had that. Uh, I guess it means something to us older folk, I guess. But anyways, uh, the run. T- <laughs> I'm serious. The runtime of the movie was uh, 82 minutes. Uh, it was written by Shane Black and Fred Decker, produced by Jonathan A. Zimber, and directed by Fred Decker as well. And of course, uh, the budget of this film: 12 million dollars. The box office: 3.8 million. Ba 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 da. Although this movie would go on to be a cult classic, believe it or not. That surprises me. I got to say, that surprises me to see that. And see I got, that. And yeah, bef- I, I thought it was a big movie. And, but yeah, no, I did too, because I remember even when I was younger, I, I saw this when I was a kid. So probably circa 1988, 1989 was the first time I ever saw this movie. And it was made for kids. Let's put it this way. I mean, I want to say little kids, but it was made for teenagers. It was in the time yeah. frame where there was definitely movies where for teenagers. So this movie, if, because it takes place in the, it's in the 80s, it feels very much like a mixture of Ghostbusters, which is an adult movie, but mix that with, let's say, 16 Candles or uh, Breakfast Club or any of the other teen movies. So I felt like the Goonies, maybe the Goonies, the Goonies very good. Yeah, the Goonies was works as well because well, the Goonies has that feel to it. The uh, the, the same feel. It's it's a teen movie, just like the John right. Hughes film, the uh, the John Holmes films, John Hughes films. Wow, I said John Holmes, the porn star, John Hughes films. Wow, <laughs> uh, I, I, I wonder. I hope John Holmes wasn't on. in it. Qu- question mark. I wonder if John Hughes is hung like John Holmes. That'll keep you up at night, Whoa. folks. That will keep you up in it. Whoa! But before we'll never know. Before we go through, and I give a little, I may, I give, a, I'm going to give a brief synopsis of the film, and then we're talking about it. Before, I want to give you a fun fact that could have been a trivia question because this would be some hard shit because I didn't even know this until now, uh, and I'm sure you did it. Did you know that the film features, of course, the Universal monsters, but they are in reimagined for the 1980s by a team of special effects artists, including Stan Winston. Yeah, I did not know that. Yes, I did not know that until so, today. 
So, so yeah, I know some of the cool. makeup, some of the makeup artists art done on the Universal Monsters was done by the great Stan Winston. Yes, I didn't know that until today as well, and I've seen this movie a bunch of times. I even I I, I even showed this to my kid last year. And he actually enjoyed it as well. But then again, he last year, he when I showed it to him, he was 12 or 13 because he's 14 now. I can't remember exactly when I showed it to him if he had already turned, uh, you know, whatever. But he, uh, this is one of the ones that I started getting him into horror with because it's not a yep. scary movie yep. by any stretch of the imagination. But it's right. fun and it does introduce you to monsters. Uh, synopsis of the film is it starts back in the day and they trap the monsters, uh, most notably Dracula because he's the ringleader. And uh, fast forward to the 1980s, and the monsters get freed. And they have to, what they're trying to do is get this amulet to, uh, and with, <laughs> to get this amulet so they can open up the world of the dead, if you will, and bring that limbo. In, what? What'd you say? They want to open up limbo. Yes, that's what they call it. It's limbo. But basically, it is, it is, it is the world, land of monsters and the dead and to take over the, the, the world, it, to, to, to entice the world in darkness. And guess who has to save us? A ragtag group of teenagers. And you're right. It's very Goonie-esque. Imagine the Goonies in, a, in, 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 a, in this kind of situation if you've never seen this movie. And that's pretty much what it is. And uh, yeah. right, down, right down to the swearing and stuff, which I forgot when I was a kid. Now, mind you, when we were kids in the 1980s and the, even in the early 1990s, uh, certain things were children's movies that weren't really. Like I.E. Gremlins was a children's movie. The Witches yep. is a children's movie. We've talked about this on the show before. But I'm pointing out the fact that language in some of the violence and stuff wasn't taken out. Now they would never be kids' movies. Uh, speaking of which, especially with the time and how language has changed, people really frown upon, you know, saying, uh, and I'm going to say it, but uh, nobody promised everybody not get a, their panties in a bunch. Nobody really appreciates the, the calling people a retard. Uh, but that gets used a lot in this film. Also, along with the F word, and I'm not talking about fuck, because we will say that out loud. Uh, derogatory right. term for uh, a gay male. Uh, by the way, that gets dropped a lot in this film. Uh, I forgot how yeah. much it got dropped in this film. But once again, you have to remember it's a different time. That's why I don't get offended about these things, because this was 1987. In 1987, it was okay to say those things, believe it or not. I know it sounds like a weird world. Uh, we end up, uh, the, the, to, to foil the plan, you have to have a virgin. Uh, they get the hot chick in school to be their virgin, but she ain't no virgin. <laughs> and then uh, we settle upon the little girl, Phoebe, to be the virgin. Uh, it's interesting, but Phoebe yes. makes a really good friendship with Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monster is uh, becomes uh, the friend of uh, the little girl and even saves the little girl. And at the end of the day, the kids save the day, of course. And the greatest takeaway of this movie for me, and I'm going to throw it out there, and it's one line, the greatest line of all, is as they're fighting the monsters, this well, the, one, the one kid that would be the chunk character, if you will, if we're talking Goonies, is... Uh, is, is cornered by the wolfman. And the other kids yell, kick him in the nards. And he goes, oh, I can't. And then he kicks him in the nards. He goes, oh, the wolfman has nards. One of my greatest, uh, one of my favorite moments ever. And when I, when I saw my kid laugh his ass off about that, I was like, oh, that's good stuff. So that was my parenting dream. So Mike C, a little different. There is no nostalgia feel to you. I've seen this many of times in the 80s and in the 90s. I own this on VHS. It's one of my favorite movies as a kid. Uh, as you know, I that's probably why I'm so into horror. Uh, here's my question to you. You didn't see it until now. You are a 40 plus year old man. How did you feel about the monster squad? I'm a 140 plus year old man. Well, no, forget, listen, so. I'm being, I'm being honest this time. You're a 40 plus year old man. How did you feel about yes. the, 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 the monster squad? Um, 
so I did actually feel the nostalgia with it. I, I did feel that. Um, did it take you, know, you back to the 1980s? It did. Okay, you know, cool. And I love that era. In my opinion, I know that there's a lot of people that are of an older generation that will completely disagree with me with this. But I, in my opinion, think that the 80s may have been the best era ever for movies. There's teen movies, horror movies. There were great dramas. There were some great, great movies in the 80s. Some you know of the what? best. I will co-sign that. I agree with you. I think the 1980s had the greatest movies. Maybe not the greatest music, yeah. although I do enjoy corny 80s music. But it has the greatest right. movies. I will say that. I agree with you. You know, there's, there's a lot of movies from like the 30s, 40s, and 50s that really, you know, you watch them now, they're considered the best movies of all time, and they don't really hold up when you watch them today. But a lot of these movies in the 80s do. So, um, listen, know, with, I will put, one, uh, you know, I will put mm -hmm. Fer Ferris Bueller's Day Off against Citizen Kane every day. And I guess what? I will always pick Ferris Bueller's Day <laughs> Off. Uh, and I don't care if somebody else is like, that's not right. No, fuck you. <laughs> I'm just going to say. Uh, I'd rather watch Ferris uh, Bueller's I Day Off. I'd rather watch Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is a better film. It's more entertaining. I said it. I don't care. Yeah, I'm more entertained. <laughs> I, I would rather watch that than Citizen Kane. Continue. So, but no, no, I, I definitely felt that. You know, again, to me, it felt very, I, you know, I, I don't know if I if this is the right word, but almost like a ripoff of The Goonies. You know, it was kind of coming on the heels of that. And, to a sense, uh, yeah. It was the same concept, just a different, you know, different backdrop to it. Um, one thing that, you know, my... I, I was very much entertained. I loved the music. Uh, I loved the kids. Uh, you know, they were funny and everything. You know, it, it had a great look to it. Uh, I loved the Universal Monsters being a part of it. Uh, I liked the way that they all looked. Um, I, I think that maybe Dracula was... Dracula was probably the easiest thing to do. And, it, you know, I felt that he probably looked... The, the guy that they had as the uh, dressed up as, as Dracula in the movie, that played Dracula in the movie, kind of looked the least convincing all of them I, I think they probably could have gotten somebody a little yeah. bit creepier looking maybe they weren't trying to but you know overall I, I thought that they looked great so um what my big issue with the movie was and i'm gonna get a lot of hate for this i already talked to uh our good friend luke and uh, my buddy sean this morning the three of us have our own group chat thing on on facebook messenger and you know i messaged them as soon as i got done watching it and they called they both called me an idiot for this I, there may have been an effort in um and uh, my, my problem with the movie was it, it's not that it wasn't entertaining or anything, but there was it, the movie is one hour and 22 minutes long. And that's including the um, the credits at the end. Mm -hmm. So you've got maybe about, yeah, maybe an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and 17 minutes of actual movie, which is very short. And I felt like we're, we're with the Goonies. Not only do you get extremely, extremely great character build from all of the kids. But you get a pretty good character build and you get the motivation behind the bad guys, the Fratellis. With this movie, other than the main character, Sean, all of his friends, I don't even know what their names are. You know, I don't remember what any of their names are. I'm sure they mentioned them, but, you know, you had the little sister, Phoebe, you know, or whoever she was. I don't know. If, I'm assuming she was one of their sisters. She was. She, she was the little she was sister of the main. Sister. Yes. Yeah. Um. But you just you just didn't get to really know these kids very well. You didn't get to know their story. You didn't get the you just there was no character build really. And the other problem I had is there was no motivation behind what the bad guys were doing, what what the the monsters were doing. Um, Dracula, you know, basically, you see the opening scene. It takes place in the 1800s with Van Helsing. Um, they go through a portal. Blah 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 blah. It says that they botched it. You know, they they botched trying to kill the, the monsters and then. And all of a sudden, it takes place in 1987, and, you know, Dracula falls off of an airplane into this little town where they are, 
happens to be where this amulet is. Um, he basically knows where all of these kids live without ever having heard of them, having met them, anything. He knows that they have a book by Van Helsing, which he would have no way of knowing. Uh, they, I believe that the mother of the, the kid of the Sean character found it at a, like a bookstore or at a garage sale or something. How would Dracula know that he had gotten it? He needed the book to try to stop the, the seance from being done to open up the portal. Um, you know, there was just there was there was no motivation behind it. He knows all of these things. He knows where they live. He blows up their treehouse. Um, well, it just it to me it, it didn't make a lot of sense. It was a big plot hole, and I think that that could have very easily have been fixed by the movie being maybe about a half hour longer. I think it could have stood to be about an hour and forty five minutes long, and it would have been darn near a perfect movie at that point. So it's not that I didn't like it. That's my criticism of it. There was plot holes based on that. I just I don't. It wasn't it wasn't something where I'm really going to look back and remember these characters and love these characters like I do the characters in the Goonies. Well, so, well, Mike, I, I promise I won't call you a fucking idiot, but <laughs> but I will say this. Here's why I disagree with their sentiment. First of all, it was the 1980s. Quick movies were a thing. Like a lot of movies were quick in the 80s. Some were a little longer, but most of them were quick because, you know, cocaine. Cocaine was a hell of a drug in the 1980s. So uh, people's people's attention span. Uh, but, uh, here's the thing. First of all, I don't think you needed that much character build from the, 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 uh, the kids. And the reason why is because like you said, and I, I basically said they were basically clones of the Goonies. So you kind of knew everybody's place in the group anyway. Sean was, you know, the, the head kid, you know, and then you had, you know, you had your, uh, the bad boy, uh, which would have been like his brother, like Josh Brolin in the and the Goonies, but it wasn't his brother. It was the bad boy that they brought in the, 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 you know what I mean? The cool kid, if you will. Then you had, you know, the hot chick and then you had the chunk like character. Then you had the brain character. So it was all, you basically had interchanged the Goonies. So you knew exactly what character, which, what was, which character, do you know what I mean? So there, that's yeah. why I don't think you needed too much character development there, uh, <laughs> as bad as that sounds. And I think you missed the point of the story. So the point of the story is he didn't just happen to fall out of a plane there. Uh, Dracula was attracted to the amulet. Like, he could sense the amulet because, if you remember, Dracula has a certain amount of ESP anyways. Like, the, the, the original story with Bram Stoker's Dracula, Dracula has the ability to, you know see into people's minds also to uh, you know foreshadow things it's 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 actually an ability of dracula so he senses the amulet because the amulet is what he is searching for and he uses in so basically he you he gets himself in the situation on the plane so he can be dropped out of the plane that's how they kind of go with it and then he just knows because the because the amulet and the book are with the kids that is how he finds the kids. He has nothing to do with him looking for the kids. He doesn't really care about the kids. He just needs the amulet in the book so he can do his little dirty deed. You know what I mean? Oh, and then God. he needs the, and then he gets the other monsters as henchmen because he fails at getting it from the part that's the plot hole is the fact that he that this this hundreds of years old you know Dracula can't can't stop a bunch of kids. <laughs> he has to recruit other monsters because yeah. he can't stop the kids because the initial time that he goes after them, even before they're like fortified into being the monster squad, he's like uh, he can't stop them. It's <laughs> so that is kind right, of right. I just. I feel like, um, you know, there probably should have been like some more shenanigans. He should have been more of like a bumbling fool than he was. Um, the character was, was a lot more serious. At least that, that particular character, the Dracula character was more serious throughout the movie. You know, he kind of had his, you know, what he was going to do and everything, but I kind of feel like it would have been a funnier movie. Maybe if he, you know, and it's not that it wasn't funny, but I just feel like it would have been funny if he was more of like a bumbling idiot in the movie. 
you know, just you know, that's just kind of like the tone of the movie. But he had to be the serious bad. So we ended up the bumbling, yeah. the bumbling, lovable idiot was Frankenstein. Yeah, and he he did that part very well. He was well. lovable. He was lovable. He, but really he was did. he was a bumbling idiot as well. But he was lovable, and he was strong as shit, and he saves the day. He's like super sloth. See, he's like sloth. Bogus. Mm. Bogus. Yeah, he says bogus in the movie though. But if you think about it, he's like sloth. So if you punch the Goonies in, they get one of the bad guys, which is Frankenstein, who is gigantic and strong like sloth from the Goonies. There you go. And right. instead of, hey, you guys, he says bogus. <laughs> and he, yeah, he, he saves, really the, and he saves the day right. like sloth. He Like, literally, this is a clone of the Goonies. And I have no problem with yeah. that because I enjoyed the I enjoyed the, the the addition of the Universal Monsters. I enjoyed the setting. I thought it was very fun. Uh, I like you. I love movies from the 80s, so it took me back to the 80s. It does not look outdated, even though it takes place in the 80s and whatever. It still looks, like, obviously, like, the styles and stuff aren't around now, but it still looks good for a movie that was made in the 1980s. Like, you can see movies that were made in the 1990s, and you're like, yeah, that didn't age well. You know what I mean? This movie actually, right. you know, you know it's in the 80s. And I think it also, right now with kids, though, it helps with kids is that they've gone back to the 80s so much. Like, i.e., the hottest show on television is Stranger Things. Then you have, like, yeah. stuff like the Goldbergs and stuff. They all take place in the 1980s, so we have this love we have this love affair with nostalgia for the 1980s. So the kids these days and the teenagers see a lot of the 1980s, so when you show them a 1980s film, it doesn't feel, feel like it's aged. Does that make sense? Right. It feels like it's something that they see in modern times even. So especially if it's one yeah. that's done well. Now, if it's a really crappy one, all bets are off. But this movie I did not think was crappy, and I have a lot of nostalgia feel for it. So... Before we give our scores, let's check out what some other people gave it. Uh, first off, Metacritic, where, you know, critics uh, critics only, 61%. That's pretty good. Rotten Tomatoes, 64% on uh, 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 Rotten Tomatoes. IMDb gives this movie 7.1 out of 10. Hmm. And, and Google users are at 92% on this movie. So wow. this movie is a cult classic. This movie might have not done well in the box office, but it is universally loved across the board, it looks like. So with that being said, I'll give mine first because I'm going to get the nostalgia feel. And I'm going to give it a little higher grade because of my nostalgia and my love for this movie. Because of that, I'm going to admit that this movie is going to get rated a little higher. I have this movie out of 10. I give this a 6.8 out of 10. Nice. Little higher. I might. I mean, I, I find this funny and whatever. I find it, you know, the, it's the right amount of cheese and the right amount of stuff. It's a very. And whenever people ask me what they can show their young kids as the first horror movie or a gateway to horror movies, I always say Monster Squad because it'll make you less scared of the villain. You know, the villains still are acting like, and the seriousness of a Dracula I like, and the Wolfman and stuff. And the reason why is because that gives them a feel for what horror is on a lighter term. And then you also have the jokes, so it kind of gets them used to like American horror. Uh, Right. So I give it a little higher. I mean, if it, if it wasn't the nostalgia feel, I probably would give the movie like a five and a half. Uh, but because I love this movie personally, I can't really see bumping it up more over a seven. So I'm going to get it as close to a seven. So I got 6.8 out of 10. I love this movie. And once again, if you want to show a young kid, child, grandkid, child, whatever, you get them into horror movies. Monster Squad is always my first draft for that. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I thought I was giving this a much lower score than... Uh than uh than expected but i'm i'm, I'm gonna give this movie a 6.5 out of 10 oh, we're close. so we're i'm very pretty, close. pretty close with you actually um you know again a lot of nostalgia and it, you know i'm just being picky you know we're doing a we're doing a review that's what you do you 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 know you're critical of it when you're giving a review so you know again i would have preferred that the movie was maybe a half hour longer and did have more character build that that's just you know my opinion 
I would have preferred to have seen more on screen what the motivation was with the monsters, despite what you just explained. I just would have liked to have seen more of that and, and, and more of the kids and, you know, building up their characters. Um, so, you know, that's just me. Okay. Uh, I, know, yeah, I, I get thought you. that was kind of a low score. I get you. No, it's not really so, a low score. Um, I think it's a high score. I, I, honestly, because we got to remember, out of 10, five is an average movie. Five is the halfway mark. Right. Anything above five is a, is, is a good movie. You know what I mean? Let's be right. honest. If we're going to go, the, this is the scale that we, me and you both uh, tribe to. So if anything above a five right. is a good movie, a 6.8 is almost a seven. Like, you got to remember, especially for me, I don't give out tens. Like, the highest, right. the highest movie that gets for me is a nine and a half, and that's Halloween. And Jaws is also falls into a nine and a half. And there's a few other movies, you know, I don't want to give those away later on because we might review them. You know what I mean? There's a few other movies that dance right. in that area. The Exorcist is in that area. You know, obviously, you know, the, those, so if to get a nine from me is a phenomenal movie anyways. So anything right around right. that seven area is a really good movie. Is seven to eight is a great movie. You know, like you got to remember, that's how my right. scale works. And to me, this movie, I can't give it like the, the great because it's, it is a kid's movie. Let's be honest. But because I have the nostalgia feel, as a child, it was over a seven for me. I'll tell you that much. And as an adult, I'm going to keep it close to a seven because I, I think it means that much. And I could even give it a seven if I you know, really wanted to bump it up. If you were like, oh, you can't use 0.8, I would say seven because I'm going to round up. It's a great movie, to right. show, especially to show to kids to get into horror. And I think that it works very well with that. And I think that could be also why they don't explain too much, Mike, if you think about it. I just, I just had this thought, too. Maybe the reason why they left some of that out explaining, if it's made for kids, you're, you're talking about adolescents and teenagers, maybe they were thinking, okay, they don't give a damn. We just need to get to the action to keep them in, you know, enthralled with it. I, that could be right. That, I mean, once again, I, there could be a million reasons. I thought that I, I could read a little more in, but that's also because I'm using my adult brain and knowing the stories of Dracula and stuff. Maybe, maybe right, there's a million. Right. Oh, and cocaine is always a good answer in the 1980s. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Cocaine <laughs> is a good answer. Maximum that's overdrive. The thing about that. The only, the, everything yeah, everything to do with maximum overdrive. Cocaine. Every plot hole, everything. <laughs> cocaine. I mean, yeah. So, with that being said, I think we both gave it really good grades. If you guys haven't seen it in a while, if you have nostalgia for it, go check it out. If you are looking for something to get a young, uh, younger member of your family, whether it's a grandson, a child, a nephew, a niece, whatever, daughter, into horror, this is the right route to go. I would say wait until they're about <laughs> some. Depending upon what language you use in your house, I would say wait until they're probably somewhere between the ages of 10 and 13 uh, because you'd probably have to answer some questions about why they're so freely using words that are no-no words now. Uh, <laughs> but it was the 1980s yeah. after all. But with that being, or you can find an edited version because there's not really much violence or anything that's going to get edited out. The only thing that's going to get edited out are the, is the language. So with yeah. that being said, though, uh, if you guys have an opinion on it, if you think that we're dead wrong, if it's you think that it's better than a 6 and an 8 or a 6.8 and a 6.5 respectively, if you think that it's worse and we're nuts to even think that it's great or whatever it is, please hit us up. Hit us up on the Facebook page, HorrorZone607. Like and share that page if you don't already. Well, if you don't already like it, like it. If you if, Always share it, please. <laughs> and then on the other side of that, we're also on Twitter and Instagram, at HorrorZone607. Maybe I'll put up one of our notorious after we do these polls where I say how many people love the monster squad you know what i mean we'll, we'll probably throw one of those yep. up there on twitter so keep your eyes posted at, at horizon 607 on twitter for that uh that poll because uh when this show comes out i'll be putting it up just to kind of gauge it we'll give you the results next week 
Uh, also, you can find our website, 8122productions.com. Find out what we're here in the 8122productions family. All about the three fat nerds, Horror Zone 607, the wrestling show, friends of the show like uh, the Auto Duro Parley Hour with Ken M. And because uh, he, he does a wrestling show with me as well. All, all of our great bands who do all of our music, Floodland slash Crimson Brethren. Uh, of course, I hope to have Jimmy Gazdick back on the show very soon. Also, you know, we have Shout at the Robots, the Fostings from Melbourne, Australia, and of course, Second Suitor. They all help uh, give us movie lo- music for the shows from the great 607 uh, music creators. Also, uh, you can check out our local... Uh, uh, Sorry, sponsors. Of course, Dragon Master Games, who sponsors our uh, studio. So thank you guys for that. And, uh, of course, uh, Rex to Rods, who gives us a little bit of a little bit of that scratch so that way we can help pay some of the bills around here. But if you would like to help us pay some of the bills monetarily and get a ton of cool bonus uh, content, you can do that at uh, patreon.com slash 8122productions. For as little as $1 a month. That's right, $1 a month. You get a ton of bonus content, and you do go help go pay the bills around here on the show. I won't, uh, you know, we won't take the show away. I'll always come to you for free. But if you want a little extra and to help us out, we always offer that as well. And last but certainly not least, make sure you're following us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash 607podcast. We've been doing a lot of wrestling and UFC streaming, but we are going to be going out and doing some more stuff, including that big live stream event I talked about on October 3rd coming up. Uh, that's going to be something awesome but we got much more planned and maybe we'll uh, do that one of those games either the trivial pursuit maybe we'll do all the games over time trivial pursuit maybe they uh that friday the 13th game maybe we'll just do some kind of horror zone review live you know stream review or something we got some stuff planned we got a whole bunch of stuff coming to there so keep your eyes on there and go ahead and follow us over on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast damn that was a lot of things that i had to remember so mike i am done with the business end take these people home all right. Well, thank you, Rich, for each and every week, all the hard work you do and for uh, for uh, basically running out of breath with all those things. Yeah, we got too much stuff, that, man. So <laughs> you really do. You really do. And you're good at it. I could never do that stuff. I'm just not that quick to do that. So uh, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, listeners, you know, we appreciate you guys for each and every download, for each and every listen. So thank you for tuning in each and every week. Next week, we will be back at it. Uh, obviously you're hoping we're going to have a ton of news this week. We didn't really have much, but, uh, hopefully we'll have a lot more news next week. Uh, we have every intention of doing more reviews, uh, coming up. And I do believe that we were actually going to do, uh, more reviews starting next week. Uh, the professor, uh, was kind of a last minute scratch today. He had, he had some things going on. Uh, we were going to play some more trivia this week, but, uh, you know, we'll save that for a different. We'll save that for a different week. We can play some more trivia yeah, coming up in the future. Yeah, but so, I think so it worked out that, that you saw. I, I think it worked out that you saw Monster Squad because it ended up being a lot of fun. Yeah. Hey, everything happens for a reason, and mm-hmm. that's the reason that I woke up at six o'clock this morning. I woke up and put that on. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. You know, I had a fun show. You know, this was a good show. So I, you know, was glad to see this. Uh, glad to talk about it. So, uh, so yeah. So tune back in next week, uh, and we're gonna have a, another fun show for you guys. Until then. For Rich, this is Mike C. saying, hey, uh.